This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast, where Kristen Urgel, a longtime TV sports reporter and college football coach's wife, goes one-on-one with her fellow coaches' wives. We will uncover the stories of the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. Thank you for joining us for the very first podcast. My goal is for this to be an encouragement to fellow coaches' wives around the country and for fans to hear some of the stories behind the families that work so hard to impact the teams that you love. For the first episode, I want to stay right here and honor my head coach's wife, Emily Healy. Thank you, Emily, for being a part of this. Well, thank you. This is an honor. This is season three, and uh, I just want to paint a picture for those of the listeners who haven't followed the Austin Peay story. So what Will and Emily Healy have done here is absolutely remarkable. Um, he's the head football coach at Austin Peay State University. Um, when you and coach took the job here, the gobs were one in 34. Um, that hurts to hear that a little bit. <laughs> I know it was the longest losing active streak. Yes. I think it ranked like in history. Right, too, right, right. Oh, yeah. When ESPN would do a losing streak, Austin P would always be at the top. That's not the poll you want to be at the top of. <laughs> no. I'm sure you. <laughs> I mean, going back to even taking the job, were you a little nervous about walking Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I thought, I don't know where Clarksville, Tennessee is, mm-hmm. and I know they are not that good. So yeah. I was a little hesitant. Okay. I will yeah. not, will not lie. But then, and just a short amount of time, you know, building, building, winning culture isn't something that's done overnight. And that first win came on September 16th. Yes. To Moorhead State. I, I want to go back there. Take me to that moment when, when we started noticing, you know, it's packed out crowd. Right. Absolutely. After coming off all those losses, the yes. community's rallying around you. Mm-hmm. It was the first, first home game of the season, our second year. Um, and you're right. Stands were packed. I, I don't know why. Everyone just believed in the hype. They believed that Austin P could be winners again. And um, I, I, it wasn't sold out. I don't remember the exact attendance, but it was a packed house. And as the game went on and we kept scoring, kept scoring, I just thought, okay, please don't let anything crazy happen right now. Please just keep going. And, you know, and they did. And I will never as long as I live, forget that moment of winning that first game. There's a picture that is just one of my favorite candid pictures, probably of any coach and wife I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And it's when you saw him mm-hmm. right oh. after that win. I mean, you guys saw each other. Right. You know, I'm, I'm going to post it on Twitter oh. when I do that so that everyone can t- uh-huh. see what we're talking about. But what was going through your head when you saw Oh, him my gosh. Him? Just a sigh of relief yeah. just for him and the other coaches on staff, the families, everyone. It just felt like a burden was lifted off your shoulders. You just felt you could win one game and you could just keep it rolling. The momentum was unbelievable. It was electric. It, the goalposts were being torn down yeah. behind us on either side. There were fireworks where people screaming and running and it was the best feeling. I'll never forget it as long as I live. And I have that picture framed in my room you right know? now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it also serves as an encouragement on low days. It know? does. Absolutely. Look what, look what we, we all came here and look right. what was built. One loss now does not define us, but um, that picture gives you some hope for everything in the future, no matter what it might be. So that, that means a lot. That picture is one I'll never take out of a frame. I don't think. Absolutely. 
as the season progressed, the Gavs finished eight and four with three of those losses to FBS teams. We thought Coach might get the OBC Coach of the Year award. He did. <laughs> but he also captured an award that took you to Dallas, right? To right? accept yes. the Eddie Robinson Award. Yes. Seeing him on that stage. Well, first of all, where were you when you found out that he had I, you know, we found out a couple days before, I think it was just a couple days. Um, and he told me and I got to, he, I said, have you told the family yet? And he said, no, you tell him. He didn't, he mm -hmm. cannot stand to be bragged on. Right. He, he doesn't like it. So I got to break the news. Really? You know, I was, I was so excited. And he said, don't tell anyone else. Right. And I said, oh gosh. Okay. So, um, standing right here in the kitchen and I just, I was in disbelief. It, it took a couple of days to really set in after I saw the list of other coaches that were up for the award, you know, it really hit home and who had won the award in the past and it, unbelievable honor. I was so proud of him. Were you more excited or did you cry or kind of both? I don't think I cried. I don't, you know, um, there came a point in last season, probably after I'm going to say the third win, where I said, I'm done crying after a win. The only time we should be crying now is if we lose. Right. I'm done. You know, I've cried all my tears for wins. So <laughs> yes. that now, now we need to get used to winning again. So that was our motto kind of going through last year. So I was just so, I was elated. I mean, I, I think I was more excited than he, I think I was yeah. in shock and then it hit me quicker than it hit him. Mm -hmm. um, but we were just, it was, it was such an honor. You Such flew down there, and then it's on a stage. It's a big deal. Yep, it was. And you're watching him, and what goes through your mind as a wife? I remember uh, taking a picture, and my cheeks were hurting so bad that night when I went to bed. It is the, Besides my wedding day and having our son, that's the most I've ever smiled in a day in my life. I've never been so proud of him. Mm -hmm. To see him up there, and they go through the full season of accolades and what <clears throat> the staff accomplished and what you know, individual stats for players and all that. And I've just, I've never been so proud of him. And you've seen him come from, you know, what he had to turn around. It wasn't sure. just, you know, oh, it was just kind of a magical season. What he took it from, mm -hmm. you know, few coaches in their careers have ever had to pull something from that level. Mm -hmm. to right. Yeah, they, I mean, these Will always says there are no fair weather fans in Clarksville, Tennessee. They've stuck through the good, the bad, and the ugly. Not much good in the past 10 years. So Will couldn't have done this without his staff and the, the men that he brought here to, to help. And it's been an amazing experience. The last three years have been, well, maybe year one, I'd like to forget. Yeah, maybe. Right. maybe. <laughs> I've kind of pretended it didn't exist. I put that somewhere bit. in my mind. I'm not sure where it is in my mind, and I don't go there a lot. So, oh, yeah, right, right there, right there. <laughs> so the last two years have been indescribable. They've been years that I'll never forget as long as I live. This is Coach Ely's first time as a head coach. What have you said to him in those moments before the win started happening? When mm -hmm. you have your private moment, that hashtag was mission possible. Yes. Going into that was the vision set um and i'm sure there are days when you're like maybe i'm the only one that you know you know what i'm saying yeah like, oh yeah absolutely what did you say to him in those moments to keep him encouraged you know that first year was tough it was a trying year just for everyone involved um but the second year when the wind started happening i remember every just a little secret every morning um before a game i'll write a message on his mirror just some sort of quote or some song lyric or last year, the theme was all about dreaming. 
So we have this song that we both like called Dream Big. And I would write lyrics from that song on his mirror every single week. And that was kind of our, that was just kind of my way of showing him I'm still behind you. If you win or lose, I don't care. I'm here. I'm, <laughs> you know, football is our life, but it's not our whole life. Exactly. So um, I'm behind you no matter what. And it's just football is a tough, tough life to live. Um, you win and lose and, you know, it's undescribable for someone who doesn't live this life that we have. So um, I try my best to be positive with him through everything, through a win, a loss. We wake up Sunday morning after a loss and first thing I say to him is this is a new week, but yes, yesterday is over with. This is now week, what are we in, 10? <laughs> this is now week 10. Focus on that. What happened yesterday was in week nine. So sometimes he takes that a little better. Than right. right. It depends do. on who we've lost to. But he's, or who he's described you as his rock. Well, that's very sweet. I, I try not to. He's very good about not bringing his work home with him for the most part. Um, now, of course, the phone calls, the text messages, the emails yes. happen as it does Recruiting. with every coach. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I try my best to not bring up the game when he comes home. If I know it's probably something we don't need to talk about at that red hot moment. Um, but it, he's, he's remarkable. I, I look up to him all the time. I'm very proud of him and the way he handles himself and the way he separates family and work is, I don't know if I could do it. If I was in his shoes, it would be very difficult. Not every coach can do it. So um, I think we've got a couple good ones that know that know how to do that. So I want to go way back, way back to okay. when did you meet Will Healy? Oh boy, 1997, August of 1997. Okay, I met Will. He had a chili bowl, a shaggy chili bowl, braces. <laughs> I met him at the seventh grade kickoff party. I was a new girl, new student at our school, Boyd Buchanan. And I came for a picnic that summer, and he I saw him there. I, I guess those braces and that chili bowl <laughs> just sucked me right in. So that's when I met him. Wow. Seventh grade. And so you remember him. Oh, yeah. So he must have stuck out a crowd. He did. You know, he was the star athlete. He always has been. Will's one of those guys who can pick up a ball for any sport and be good at it. You know, the ones that you're like, hmm. You know, yeah. I, I don't even know if that sport is, but um, he, yes, he stuck out. He officially did not become my boyfriend until ninth grade. Okay. Nice. So, grade. you know, I had, had to play, you know, hard to get oh, for, for a while in middle school, oh, you know, that's yes. some serious dating. So. Drag it out. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So it was, um, it's been almost, it's been 20, 21 years ago. That's incredible. I know. I mean, that is pretty rare. Yeah. I would say it. To I make, think so. Your love of your life at right so young and ninth grade yes and then you've seen him just evolve grow. Yeah, yes evolve. evolve into a high school player yes and then when he went to the Air Force Academy I got to see him be a cadet wow yeah wow. for wow. how long was that seven months okay <laughs> and then he evolved into this quarterback at Richmond and then wanted to get into coaching and um football's been a part of our life for 21 <laughs> solid years now yes it has when did you know you wanted to be his wife oh gosh high school yeah 
Absolutely. As crazy as that yeah. sounds. Yeah. We, um, we, you know, we went our separate ways in college for a couple of years. Yeah. And even then I still knew. Mm -hmm. um, we did the long distance thing yeah. for three or four years. Yeah. So then he got a job in Chattanooga and I was already working in Chattanooga and it was just like fate. It was, mm -hmm. it was pretty cool. That was a God thing. Yeah. No doubt about it. So it was, it was pretty neat. And when he told you he wanted to be a college football coach, did that make you nervous? Because you have a unique background. You, mm -hmm. you probably you're such a strong support system for him because you've been an athlete as well. Right. Um, I'm washed up, a, has been whatever, athlete. Whatever. <laughs> you play college football. Well, I did. That was, I was just thinking about it. 10 years ago was my last, 11 years ago, I guess was my last softball game. You handed me a glove right now. I don't know that I would catch the ball. I, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> no, you've done these things, my yeah. daughter. You can still that's sling right. it. That's you can right. Still sling it. <laughs> um, when he told me he wanted to be a coach, I um, I knew that was what he would do. Mm -hmm. I, I had no doubt in my mind that he would do anything other than something with football after he graduated. He just has a good mind for that, and mm -hmm. I mean, he can relay information to coaches, players, recruits, what have you. I, I don't understand half the stuff he's saying when he's doing it. It's like a different language, right? But um, he's just great at that. That's a gift that he has that I do not possess. He, <laughs> he can, he, yeah, communication is definitely one of his best attributes. And you've embraced this role of coach's wife and now head coach's yeah. wife. And I, I try. Absolutely. I try. <laughs> Absolutely. I try. Did you ever have an inkling back in ninth, tenth grade, or even college, that he would lead a college football program? Oh gosh, to be a head coach? No, I don't know. I I didn't know how bad he wanted to be a head coach until probably four years ago, um, when I when he really got into it. He had been coaching UTC for seven at that time, six seven years. Mm -hmm. And then I could see that really start to develop in him that he would like to be the one to lead a program. Um, I don't know that he knew he wanted to be a head coach the whole time. You know, I don't want to deal with the media, just the right. ins and outs, the everyday life that has to, you know, doesn't have to do with coaching. Right. I don't know if he knew that he wanted to actually do that, but now seeing him as a head coach, I can't imagine him as anything else. Right. It's yeah, it's, it's been fun. Yeah. It's been fun. I'm sure, you know, a challenge for you was leaving a career that mm -hmm. you loved in Chattanooga, moving to Clarksville. You know, that's a common thing with, I know a lot of wives that are listening today right. have probably gone through exactly what you've gone through or about to go through that. Maybe mm -hmm. they have, you know, a career that they're loving and, you know, hey, this is a better opportunity for yeah. mine and, right. and you move mm -hmm. with them, but that it's hard because you, absolutely, you know, struggle to to leave something you love and yes. you know what's been key for you in managing that because you did have a very um, vibrant career in Chattanooga and you had to manage it you know remotely I and did. you you know you chose know. to do other things with your time right now right how have you been able to deal with that you know for both of us both sets of our parents are in Chattanooga it was just we were in such a unique situation when he got the job in Chattanooga both both sets of our family was there all of our high school friends that we still were in touch with are still in Chattanooga to this day and I had been, when we moved here at my job for eight years mm -hmm. in advertising in Chattanooga, um, I am fortunate enough that I was able to bring that job with me and work remotely for almost a year. Um, that kept me still in the loop with what was going on. And I didn't have to 
se- totally separate myself from that part of my life when we moved here. But as Eli, our son, got older and his football became more demanding, working remotely just was not in the cards for me. It was something that takes every ounce of your energy and your day. And, um, you know, I, I make it a point to still communicate with people on a daily basis. I feel like in this profession, there's only so many people that go through what you do. Right. Um, I try to communicate with my friends back home with obviously with our other coaches wives. I just have to keep a level head and keep telling myself I'm not the only one right. that lives this life and that goes through these everyday struggles and, my husband's not home at five o'clock, you know, on a Tuesday night. And I have to do bedtime and bath time and dinner time by myself. And if you're listening, you are not the only one that goes through this. I yes. promise you, you know, it is a common theme. Um, so, yeah, being a coach's wife is no piece of cake, you know. <laughs> I don't know if people think it is, but it is it's not. It is not. Uh, independence. Absolutely. And you being a mom of three, I credit I give you all the credit in the world super mom for yeah. I mean I don't know how you do that I, I can't keep up with one <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so since coach Healy is one of the youngest head coaches when he took the job that kind of made you also one of the younger head coaches wives in the country I don't I think we've ever thought about that well before. there we go <laughs> and so that meant that you probably had younger children you know yes. a lot of head coaches wives yes. are their kids are 14 15 right they don't need them quite as much. Right, They're right. kids might be driving. Yes. They don't have to, you know, get them everywhere and get them dressed. There's not as many demands. Mm-hmm. It's more of a management of you right. know, what they're doing. I mean, you are day in a day. He's like maybe 18, Eli, or he was, maybe 18 months old. He or? will see. When we, during Will's press conference, Eli had just taken his first steps. Oh, wow. Okay. He was, I think he was 14 months. Right when he had the press conference. Okay. So by the time we moved here, he was right at 17, 18 months. Okay, that's what yes, I was thinking. Yes, so it okay. was. So he yes. was younger than he that was, when he took the job. Yes, so he was. He was mm-hmm. I mean, we were, he was, yeah, yeah, it's hard to believe that. Now, I feel like he's always been this age for some reason. Right. Like, it just, it's funny. But um, that's why we, if you're a part of Austin P football and you've been to a football practice, you've seen Emily and Eli there. Mm-hmm. Chances are more times than you can count. Um, mm-hmm. We go and. That's our chance to see daddy. That's our chance to see the big boys as Eli loves to refer to them as. And any chance I get to be at Austin P were there. I know the players might think, wow, she's here again. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, it's a presence, you it, know. Yeah, I want them to I want Eli to know what daddy is doing, what takes daddy away from home so much. And I want him to see and one day be proud of what his dad has done to provide for our family, to change a culture, to help other kids that might not have the same luxuries that Eli's grown up with. Um, I, want, I really want him to understand that. One day he will. One day. He lives a pretty cool life. These kids live. live a pretty cool life that they don't quite understand yet. I know. But. I can't wait to interview more coaches' kids one day. You oh, that'll be great. Growing up in this culture, yeah. I think it's fairly interesting. Yeah. That when they're this age, it's normal. For some reason, it's normal to yeah. them. And they now, coach football. Huh? It's like my kids yeah. all say the same phrase yeah. when they get to the same age. <laughs> Daddy coach football. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah. I get that. 100%. How do you balance all that? Just how do you balance? And now? Now with the new one. Yes. On the way. Yes. Can't wait for the Oh, my goodness. And. 11 short weeks, right? (laughs) 
Um, I wish this was video because she is so small and she I works wish. out constantly. I'm so glad it's not a video right now. No, no. <laughs> Face is perfectly tight. You're very sweet. No. You are very sweet. Um, just like I said, just being around so much really helps um, with our family dynamic. I mean, we have this during the, during the season, we have a set schedule. What we do every Monday, every Tuesday, we're there taking dad dinner. We Eli goes to sit in. 10 minute meetings with Will on Monday and Tuesday night. And he pays, pays attention, you yeah. know, as much as he possibly can. But it's just little things that I like to do to keep him involved with Austin P without getting in the way, mm -hmm. I feel. And um, he loves it. He absolutely, he thinks he's as big as one of those offensive linemen. <laughs> he thinks he should be at your O-line dinners every <laughs> Thursday night, that he deserves to be there. He should. He should. Yeah. He should do it. He installing so he it. What are you most proud of for the last couple of years? What do you think that you're going to remember about the season of your life? I think I'm most proud of how much Will has grown just as a person. Um, obviously, as you get older, you get more mature and wiser. And I just think he has he had to do that at a young age. Being a young head coach, there's a lot of life issues that get thrown at you that you're not expecting when you take a job. I mean, it's not just coaching X's and O's. It's, you know, you think of any life issue and I guarantee one of these coaches has dealt with it. So I'm just proud of the way he's grown and matured and the way he handles himself in situations to me is like a coach that has been a head coach for 30 years. He just know he's just wise. He's yeah. always been so wise and, makes a decision based on what is best for that person, even if they don't realize it at the time. Mm -hmm. So and that's true. That's, that's hard sometimes. It is players and absolutely maybe not see it in the moment, but years they look back and go, Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. A hundred percent puzzle together. Yeah. I hope that's what he hopes. You know, mm -hmm. they look 10 years down the road. They think coach Healy did that for a reason or coach Ergel or coach, Coop, whoever it may be showed me that tough love for a reason, or they said this for a reason. Now I get it. Mm -hmm. And I think that is his ultimate goal is to just make sure these kids are just well-rounded people mm -hmm. when they leave here. And that is his, that is his dream. And that's happening. Yes. It absolutely is. Well, this has been super fun. Oh, I love interviewing Coach Healy every weekend well, after the games. And you have the same gift of communication. Oh, I don't know. I, I just watch all of y'all's interviews and learn. I'm blown away. I love it. I think everyone else will too. Okay. So if anyone wants to follow your life, can they follow you on Twitter? 100%. Okay. Okay, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, at Tweet Emmy. T-W-E-E-T-M-E-E-M-M-Y. I'm waiting on the Emmys to like make a bid at my Twitter name <laughs> that I've had for 10 plus years now. But that's the way I keep up with Austin P. Football. I know where my husband is based on Twitter. So I know what he's doing. So I get on Twitter quite a lot. Very good. Yeah. All right, follow her. You can message her. Keep up with the life. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kristen. Make sure to subscribe to Coach's Wife Life podcast. And for a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit coacheswifelife.org and follow us on social media at Coach's Wife Life.